It's time for today's Lucky Land horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club! Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, prohibited by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. I'm Victoria Cash. Thanks for calling the Lucky Land Hotline. If you feel like you do the same thing every day, press 1. If you're ready to have some serious fun for the chance to redeem some serious prizes, press 2. We heard you loud and clear. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com right now and play over 100 social casino-style games for free. Get lucky today. At LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. My football team's got me drinking. My football team's got me drinking. Give me beer, whiskey, wine, or gin. Anything to shake this but I'm in. My football team's got me drinking. Back at it again with another shade of blue, and it's a lighter blue today, gentlemen. <laughs> it's not. It's no sporting indigo. I like it. I like it. It's. It's not even. It's not even Royals powdered blue. It's sky blue. Vamos Albi Celeste, campeón del mundo. Vamos. Argentina and Messi are World Cup champions. Lionel Messi has won a World Cup. I just love saying those words. There's no other way to do this podcast than to bring in Kansas City's favorite Argentine, Kevin Lopez. <laughs> Welcome, Kevin, and congratulations. Thank you. I, dude, I'm like, even at the end of the... Actually, I'm just going to say this. When I woke up today, I, I went straight to my phone to make sure <laughs> to that, make like, sure legitimately make sure it happened. Because it feels like... It really feels like it's not real. Every time... I saw a photo of Messi holding the trophy. It looks like the photoshops we've seen it for looks, like how many years? So it, it just looks like, yeah, it doesn't look real, but yeah, I'm like on a different level right now. Someone asked me at work like, uh, oh, you know, are you uh, are you looking forward to, I don't even know what the hell they brought. I, I think <laughs> they, I think they were talking about football. I was like, I don't give about, I don't give a shit about anything right no now. Right now, exist. it's, it's, I, I don't even care about anything. Someone even asked, uh, okay, would you would you want uh, Argentina win the World Cup or let's say Sporting Kansas City won, I don't know, 12 MLS <laughs> Cups in a row? I'm like, bro, Sporting Kansas City could play in USL for the rest of my life. I don't care. We're fine, dude. I'm living the greatest, the, the greatest vibes right now. My morning routine where, and I can kill some time in the morning scrolling through my phone, but I, yeah. I laid in bed for a very long time just reliving all of the, the drone shots of Buenos Aires, which, by yeah. the way, has a Washington Monument lookalike that I just, that I just learned <laughs> the that. exactly what it is, yes. Right. <laughs> I, never, I didn't know that. We'll get to that one later. Uh, but, uh, yeah. but no, Kevin, I want to start with just the, the pure emotion from all of that. I, I've, always, I've always tried to tell people that I think Argentina – Specifically, Argentina has a their relationship, the the country and her relationship with the game is just different. 
And I'm not mm-hmm. trying to start a rumble here, David, before you get all around. David anything. already went out the door, Cody. I'm not saying <laughs> Argentina. <He's> <laughs> Why was I invited to this? That's a good question. Good question. I'm not saying Argentina loves the game more than every other country. I'm not starting a rumble here. I don't want to get attacked yeah, by no. England or Germany or whoever. Yeah, it's yeah. just that it it seems to hit different. It's just different. It's uh it's poetic, it's spiritual, it's almost religious and and so just yeah, we saw the the emotions that we saw yesterday of of, you know, Nico and Andres Contour, that one. I was holding it together pretty good all day and then I saw I saw Andres <laughs> Contour's video of that call and then and that's when the tears finally came. Uh, yeah. And then, you know, uh, Di Maria crying in the 37th minute. Like, dude, you have like 70 more minutes of a World Cup. <laughs> yes. I don't know how we did that. But so, yes, yeah, yeah. just just tell us about that emotional aspect and, you know, what it means to your family. I, I understand that you sent your brother to Buenos Aires today. What a, what yeah, he's a great a, brother that is. He's, he's down there. Uh, I think what I'm going to say is, like, I think you're right when you said it is different, but not like you said, you don't love it more than anyone else. I feel like we all love it the same. But um, there's a big saying, uh, especially with Argentina fans, is like, we suffer through games. We suffer through World Cups, Copa Americas. Brazil, they don't suffer when they watch. They they enjoy it. They And when they play, it's to enjoy. They play happy. That's why they dance. And, you know, that's their style. Mm-hmm. And Argentina is more like, Kind of like you said, like an opera or some type of mm. some some That's type good. of play, a tragic play maybe. Yes, a tragedy. Where, yeah, we see Argentina is always in fi- or not always, but especially recently in so many finals and losing them, and then we have this guy that is so good, but the, he had a group of you know morons with him, and it's just like <laughs> ah, we and now most of the players are like we don't even want to win it for Argentina, we just want to win it for this one guy. Yep. Uh, it's like unbelievable when the when it finally ended that like all those years of just oh, this guy could have retired uh we are, we might never see him lift the trophy or we i might never see argentina when all the emotions came out and uh yeah i don't know what it is about argentina but we just find a way to make games so damn painful uh, and then this finally ends okay for us, but usually it doesn't. And they almost, they almost did the most. Ar- they won it in the most Argentina way ever. Like yeah, winning it. That's and exactly it right. And winning it and losing it. But yeah. Kevin, here's my question, man. You kissed your okay. dog before you kissed your wife in celebration. <laughs> what? What's up with that? Oh, that's a great question. You know what? My wife was holding my dog, and I. Well, she was okay. To be, to be fair. She was holding it and he, he was like towards me. So he was closer. It was more of a, a distance thing than anything. But yeah, that was weird. I, I didn't even remember doing it until I was uploading the video. I was like, did I really kiss Leo? Okay, I, I guess I did. All right. <laughs> sure. But yeah, that, that was just a pure, I don't even know what the hell just came out at that moment. <laughs> so we talked about Messi's legacy there. I just going into the penalty kicks. I just, uh-huh. it felt so stupid, all of the narratives going into this game, that it's like, all those narratives are still there, but we're putting this on the result of some penalty kicks, on if this yeah. guy's the greatest of all time or not, on what goes on with these penalty kicks. But so where are you at with Messi's legacy? I I assume you were on board with that he didn't need to win this one, but yeah. for me, it's just a big a big win for all all of the haters and now we can yeah just, we as a society should be able to move on from a Messi versus ronaldo discussion i think uh, he, i i think 2014 he proved it to me because i mean you carry that team to a final and he lost and, and honestly i just thought i didn't think we would ever go to a final with him again so in my brain i'm like the, the guy has crazy numbers he's more than just a guy who scores goals he's an assist uh king and all this stuff but now going into this World Cup, just like you said, it just kind of closes off some of those people that are like, yeah, but he didn't win this. And yeah, it's just but. like, yeah, the yeah, but especially before Copa America, it was like, okay, yeah, but he didn't win anything with Argentina. All right, Copa America happened. All right, but he didn't win the World Cup. All right, World Cup's not called. It's like, oh, Jesus Christ. Now what are they going to say? Now he needs six Champions Leagues? I, I don't know. But uh, I think, yeah, I think the debate should be done. I, I don't know. I, now, a bigger debate is like, if you want to go by era, if you want to go Pele in the mm-hmm. 60s and 70s, Maradona in the 80s, then Messi in the 2000s. Okay, that's a cool debate. 
David's, uh, David's but, ears perked up here at the mention of Pele. <laughs> David, Messi's legacy. Second best player of all time. No debate. <laughs> no debate. My God. Go back, go back and watch a video of Pele playing. I have. I have. I, have. It's Absolute I did freak. last night, actually. Absolute freak. He had what, yeah. 12 goals in 14 World Cup games, three, co- three World Cups. He's set a Brazilian national team record that has been tied but not broken. I mean, in my opinion, it's not really all that close of a debate that Pele is the greatest of all time. And and f- frankly, as good as Messi is, I watched Kylian Mbappe. I've watched Kylian mm. Mbappe for the last six years do stuff that is otherworldly. And he's not on Messi's level yet, but I think he could be. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know that... I Yeah, I don't know that he... He's the best in the game right now. That was it's yeah, a treat. yeah, yeah. It's a treat to he's, watch him. Uh, I, yeah. I think every everyone I was watching ESPN Argentina yesterday, and they're like, uh, and there's a lot of actually a lot of Mbappe fans there, but they were like, yeah, but this dude, he hauls ass. He's fast as hell. He has great touch. Uh, he's not going to be hauling ass at 35, unfortunately. And unfortunately, like Pele, uh, I'm not going to give him crap. Pele is a great one of the greatest of all time for sure. Um, he's one of the greatest players that only played in Brazil, for sure. One of one of those and goes. New York. <laughs> and New York, obviously. <laughs> I forgot about that. <laughs> uh, yeah, but uh, in if we're going great, if you're going okay, what's the greatest player? This this is why the debate is so stupid. Because if you say greatest player, all right, greatest player doesn't mean the top goal scorer. Because Pele, I mean, he scored a thousand goals in like you know the slums fine right, right but if you're talking about okay what about goal scorers and guys who actually can make uh, playmakers assists there you go uh then you got many names a lot of guys that are just like i'm not going to score goals like you talk about xavi's and yestas but they are good they're the guys that the, the reason the goals happen okay well, are they in the debate now or you want to go just titles okay three world cups 58 six or what was it 58 1970s the last one when did brazil win the world cup 58 62 and 70 i think is when he won him Seventy uh, was the last one yeah so very different competition uh than we see now those those pre-1970 world cups including 1970 some of the games were it was the world cup was divided into two sections where it was like two groups uh the top two or the top sorry the top four of each group it was so goofy yeah it, it's very weird but in my opinion, if someone goes uh, the greatest player, if they say greatest player of all time is Messi, I would say no. I think greatest player of his era, Maradona's greatest player of his era, and Pele of his era. I cannot say one is over the other. You mentioned the aspect of uh, the competition, and that's, I think, where Messi is becomes the best of all time for me is that he's doing it in the Champions League against the absolute best every single week that he's playing and yeah that that's that's just where it the the line is different for me there but that's not yeah I don't especially at this current time with his health issues it is not a time I want to be bashing (laughs) bashing (laughs) because and I also don't like in our world that everything has to be versus and this versus that they were both beautiful soccer players of the game that we love but Messi's the GOAT. So, Kevin, <laughs> the word that I've seen used a lot with Messi is he secured his legacy, which to me means tightened it, you know, with this mm. victory. Would you agree with that terminology, that thought? I think, uh, and, and that's the thing where I'm just going to go back to Argentina fans. If when there is a debate and they're like, well, he's Messi's done everything. He's won every trophy, did all this. But at the end of the day, we all have the image of Maradona holding this trophy. And we're going to go, what's the equivalent? Messi holding the Copa America against Brazil, I guess. But I think you're, I think the, it's the right term that he tightened it, that it, he secured it. Um, and just like what we just talked about earlier, it just kind of stops the doubt of like, all right, well, he couldn't get his team over the hump. And he's, you know, like Pecho Frio, he, he's like very, uh, he goes to a final, he doesn't win a type of deal. I think that, we're done with. I don't want to hear it anymore. No one wants to hear it anymore. And even Brazil fans, to be fair, we're, we're joking now, but I know plenty of Brazil fans that were backing him just as a person. Uh, there is a brotherly love between these two countries. It's freaking weird at some moments. We hate each other and then we like are hugging each other. But um, I think finally it's just secured and we can get over this little conversation. Okay. Two moments from the match. 
the mm-hmm. second goal, the team buildup, oh, the ball that Messi God. played. Oof. I don't know if many people have talked about <laughs> oh, that ball he played, but that little gorgeous. flick, nice. Yeah, yeah. Oh, but his yeah. PK in the shootout, did everybody have the same reaction I did? Damn, he almost <laughs> didn't hit that hard enough. He yeah. hit it any less than he did. It would have been. Was it was exactly have gone like Maradona 1990 <laughs> World Cup final. I he saw that passed comparison. it. Yeah, he literally just passed. I like, I lost. Same thing with Dybala. Shot it right down the middle, and he did that. And Dybala did the little jump of like, "Oh, I'm yes. not sure." <laughs> yes. Yeah, oh that, my that god, I was, that's I just Ooh. felt that one not going in. Yeah. Yeah, but the messy shot. I was like, "Dang, if he did that any less, it not would it would not have gone oh, yeah. in." Keep well, working. Yep. I did want to talk about the PKs because that's one thing. the The manner in which Messi did this whole tournament, he. Well, for one, a knock on him was the PKs that up until this tournament, <laughs> yeah. he was like, he was exactly average PK and yes. he just, just nailed every single one of them. I'm and shocked as well. He played the whole time. This whole tournament had a look in his eye. He he's, has, has been passive in the past and he's chirping at people. He's yelling. <laughs> the Netherlands, at the other team, yeah. The Netherlands, the Netherlands game. game. That yeah. was just, that, that was when I was like, oh my God, he, he might actually do this. Like that's, that's what it is going to take to carry this team of Brighton and Hove and Aston Villa players <laughs> to a World Cup yeah. final. <laughs> For real, yeah. Yeah, I think that uh, I once we got past... Honestly, when we beat Netherlands, I thought we were just going to get destroyed by Croatia. Yeah, I thought they were going to yeah. slap us around. And uh, when it went the other way, that was the first time where I thought, oh my God, we actually have maybe a chance, but I just want to stay cool. <laughs> Yeah, the, I, would, I was not confident in the Croatia game at all. I yeah. don't know why that one scared me, but I felt once they got past it in the final, I for some reason I just it just felt like it was Messi's time. The magic was there. Okay, so yeah. Cody, real quick, and right, I hate her. What do you got? I'm bring him in. Let's bring him. <laughs> <Wow>. in. <laughs> waving a finger at me. He's so, waving his finger. Well, what so you first of all, I'm not going to dis- let you disrespect the villains. Uh, you know, you say it's Messi and a bunch of dudes from Brighton and Aston Villa. <laughs> Here's the thing, and this is not meant to bag on Messi. This is not meant to be disrespectful. Emmy Martinez was the player of the tournament for Argentina. Yeah. I think hands down. I don't even know that it's a debate. That man saving so many PKs, standing on his head. Give that man his flowers. Oh, that's You shit on Aston Villa, but that man just made himself a lot of money. Uh, yeah. and <laughs> I love yeah. I love him. The shithousery is unmatched. It was just beautiful. And it's not Argentinian. We've never had a goalkeeper ever. We don't right. have players ever. That is a Brazilian thing. Let's be honest. I've <laughs> seen Brazilians do that type of stuff or Colombians. But Argentinians to be like that cocky in the game dancing. The penalties are not over, bro. And he's dancing after he does the second save or the first save. I'm like, what are you doing? Otamendi, I don't know. Otamendi making a mistake and fouling like that. That's what you normally expect from like, oh, Argentina. Yeah. Jesus Christ, dude. When it happened, I the whole World Cup, I said, he's been great. Oh, my God. Ultimately, he's actually not doing it. And of course, of freaking course, he would in a final. I was waiting for it the whole whole tournament as a Manchester (laughs) City fan. I was like, everyone kept saying, oh, he looks so good. Oh, such a great, the perfect center back pairing for Argentina. And it was just, oh, man. I was just counting down the time until it It was happening. Taking time, bomb. Hey, does Di Maria nutmeg people like that often all the time? Dude. Oh, my God. (laughs) I that was another thing where I was like, bro, chill out before they come after your ankles because he was going off. He was just just Kanyo here, Kanyo there, Kanyo here. I'm like, Di Maria, relax. That was really happy for him too because oh, not no. even he couldn't play the final in 2014, and yep. he was going. He was so good at that time. He was just lights out, and then of course he misses a final. And now he's here, and it looked like he might miss the final. We benched him. The coach was like making sure he could play the final. And getting the goal was just that's why we saw him just break down. It was just and we got he the just patented Di Maria run to the side, the heart shape <laughs> with his the eyes, heart? his his odd face. There's something about his face. I don't know. <laughs> he's like he looks like almost elfish or something. Yeah. Oh yeah. He's oh just, yeah. He's I just definitely love an it. elf. We, that him running to the corner, Di Maria scoring and running to the corner is just so great. But yeah. perhaps my favorite thing of any of the celebrations was my favorite player. Messi is Messi, but my favorite player of all time is Sergio mm-hmm. Cunaguero. Let's go! Who, who was in the stands? <laughs> who was in the stands in an Otamendi jersey? By the way, which yes, is yeah, that was the weird. Man, the Man City love, I love that. Yeah, uh, couldn't watch that final kick. Ran on the field. He was somehow he 
got to Messi before the substitutes got to Messi yes, on the field. Yes. He yeah. was the one carrying Messi around. I just, it, that is the funniest part of all this to me. Uh, <laughs> yeah. The way Sergio's career came to an abrupt end was very sad. Uh, yeah, yeah. I loved watching, He, you know, he was on the field with Messi for that Copa America. That was, it was just beautiful scenes. So I, I felt I just felt very bad for him this whole tournament, but man, he was could not have been more involved. He was in the locker room. He was oh just yeah, right he there was with smashed everyone. too. He was so <laughs> drunk. It, it was he was the fastest one drunk out of everyone. Just saying whatever. Yeah, I, everyone feels bad for him too. Just like what you said. The other one is Lochelso that he was. That's why we were so horrible when we started. It's like we had no midfield, and right. Lochelso was our dude, and not having him was so bad. And he was out there too. But that was so. I was happy to see that because that just sucks. Two weeks away from playing in the World Cup, and he gets injured. Well, speaking Man. of that, does anybody feel sorry for Giroud having to get subbed out in the first half of the match? And he was not happy about it. it yeah. It any any all, pain for him here? All of the all of those subs from Deschamps like got them back in the game. Like that worked. Right, like right. The, it was well yeah. done. But then when they got to PKs, like my God, you needed they needed Drew yes. in there. Yeah. Like they needed yeah. some of that firepower. I w- I couldn't believe we saw subs in our first half. That was so wild. I mean, they were playing not good at all. But it was just so weird to see. That yeah. was that the greatest sporting event you've ever seen. Yeah, I'll go with it. Yes. He didn't say it with much enthusiasm. <laughs> but yes. I, I wish yeah, I would have thought about that. <clears throat> hey, he was at the 6-4 to four Kansas City Wiz Columbus crew match back in 96, right? Uh, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I was negative two, so. I was, uh, I was, you know, at the last MLS Cup that uh, Sporting won too. So, you know, that was pretty special for oh, me. That was another good one. <laughs> no, Messi's like my favorite player. So, you know, I was super happy for him. And I was, I was letting you guys run with it, but I do consider him at that I don't think you can ever do that greatest of all time thing. It's kind of like you were saying that you got to look at eras and stuff like that. That, that this is a mm-hmm. podcast about sport. We're supposed to banter. You have to, you have to, <laughs> him to and bring his logical yeah. reasoning. This is, this is a place for hot takes. <laughs> Lionel Messi has a bad haircut. The end. <laughs> no, the keeper looked weird. That was, yeah. Um, you know, what the hell was up with his hair? It was a flat. It was the flag. It was loudly really? Celeste. It was a crappy looking. It, this, it in looked the bad, final, yeah. it didn't look right. All no. you could it, see was the yellow sun. Yeah, so it, it like, was didn't, bad. It didn't come off right, but I I know I that's what it was from the previous. Okay. Yeah, I just I didn't realize that, man. I'm just sitting there going, what is wrong with his hair? <laughs> <laughs> Wife is saying everybody in Argentina had the same barber because they all looked like the same hair. I said, but not the keeper, man. <laughs> yeah, not the keeper. I don't know what. Maybe he did it to himself. Who knows? So you... When I was inviting you to see if you could join us on this pod, you were like, I don't know, I might be in Buenos Aires tomorrow because you had bought a flight. So you sent your brother, your brother and your mother are uh, are going to Buenos Aires. That is, yep. uh, I cannot even imagine being there. The scenes from that city look look amazing. Man, the the actual, like, uh, the, the crazy thing is I have an older brother that uh, lives in Spain and Italy right now, but uh, he went down. Uh, I think a week or two ago, uh, just, I don't remember for, for the actual reason why he went down, but he even messaged me and he said, Hey, listen, I might be here for a world cup final. We might be in a fire. And like, I, I don't know what I said back, like, okay, whatever, you know, it's, it's no big deal. And then he went to the obelisk when we beat Netherlands and I think it was raining and it would look like insane. There was lightning in the sky and it was raining. And then, uh, and then after that, uh, obviously Croatia and he's still, he's still there. And then he's still there now. And then he started sending me because because I mean, because he's already there, he just ran outside and there's thousands of people running on the street, you know, and the scenes are insane. And then I'm seeing everything on Twitter. I don't think I looked at Twitter for maybe an hour or two. So I was just like all over the place. And then when uh, I got on Twitter, I could not believe and it's getting worse and worse right now. Like I'm tracking the flight right now. (laughs) I'm looking at it on my phone. And the, when they arrive, it's going to get freaking wild. I have no idea what's going to go down. But, yeah, the scenes are crazy. And a lot of us are just treating it like it's the last. Like, we never will see it again. So just party now. What is this area that they're in? And what? And give me the history of this Washington Monument-looking thing. So, yeah, that one is <laughs> so the obelisk. The obelisk Oh, is they have a better name, Americans. too. The obelisk. No, that's what they're all called. Uh, no, the, the shape. Oh, that's what the... Yeah, that's from 2001 Space Odyssey, right? Triangle, no, rectangle, pentagon, yeah. obelisk. 
Yeah, it was like uh, I think it was built in the 30s. It's supposed to be a um, uh, a statue uh, representing our freedom from uh, from Spain. So the revolution of uh, for Spain, and it's on an avenue called uh, the Ninth of July, uh, which is the like that's all our Fourth of July, basically <laughs> nice, Independence yes. Day. Uh, but yeah, in that whole section there, that whole avenue is like. Uh, you have uh, high-end stores. You got like five-star hotels and uh, restaurants and all that. So that's like a very touristy spot, but also it's like in the heart of Buenos Aires. So there's you know millions of people there. Uh, so that's where they've always met up. Now in '86, they went to the we we have you in the U.S. You have a White House in Argentina. It's actually pink. Uh, uh-huh. the pink house and that's where Maradona lifted the trophy in front of the fans and I from the rumors is I think they're gonna go I don't know how they're gonna go to the obelisk I don't know if that's really safe but I'm kind of <laughs> hoping they go to the pink house because you can actually there's an actual balcony and you can kind of uh, you know yes. it's just a little safer to me I don't know but we'll see <laughs> supposedly it uh, the plane will arrive at like I don't know two in the morning our time or something and uh, tomorrow they let them rest, and then tomorrow the the crazy party with the players starts. But everyone's still there's a live cam right now of the. It's the same. The scenes have not changed. Just the same amount of people. It's nuts. <laughs> okay, well we could bask in this glory for a while, but uh, <laughs> let's uh, let's take a quick break, and then we'll come back and talk some sporting KC. David's still looking grumbly. <laughs> He looks a little happy about Sporting KC talk. We're moving on. Moving yeah, on. Okay. okay. We'll, be right, we'll be right back. Thank you. <laughs> hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. All right. Robert, you had a discussion for us. That while we're all excited about Sporting KC, we got two star players returning. You kind of posed a question that maybe sucked some of the excitement out of that. <laughs> that was exactly what I intended. <laughs> all right. So two and a half weeks from now, preseason starts, guys. Oh, man. Yeah, the sixth. Um, wow, so, not, you know, we're, we're all hoping that Gotti Kinda, Alan Polito come back 100%. You know, have we ever seen Polito at 100%? Yeah. Anyway, uh, question uh, in and of itself. <laughs> a couple games. Yeah, a couple games. Okay, so we're all hoping that's what happens, right? Odds are probably against that actually happening. Both of them coming back at 100 percent, playing like they used to, or even better than they used to. Odds are more likely that maybe one of them does. Maybe both of them don't. So that's the debate. That's the question. If we had to choose, would we rather have Alan Polito back at 100% playing, you know, better or just as well as he was before? Or is it Gotti Kinda that's uh, the one we'd want back? And to me, you've got to look at criteria. You know, some of my criteria would be, okay, the different roles mm-hmm. that they play, obviously. You'd want to look at a factor of, do we have somebody that's already like that player in the lineup that could do that job? So instead of adding my two cents, that's what I'm throwing out. If we had to choose, who would you prefer to have back at 100% healthy playing as well as, if not better than he did before. Well, let's step back and refresh. What were the exact injuries? This is not Polito's first, right? He's been, he's right. missed significant time from injuries. That could be a consideration in so the debate, his, too. So his chances of returning to top form, I guess, are lower than even Gadikin does. I think but Thad would me, have the details on the injuries. Yeah, Thad, remind me what Gadikin does was. It was, was it knee as well? Yeah, they're both knee injuries. They're both the same injury. They had similar surgeries to what Felipe uh, Gutierrez and Jamie Madronda had, 
which you know how long it took them to get back to remotely close to their form, which I don't think that either one of them came back to completely at their form. So for me, actually, I think Polito is the one most likely to get back in form just based upon how much of a workout monster he was before Mm -hmm. and even after the surgery. You know, you still sometimes see videos of him doing stuff. So... But in your ideal world, is that the guy you'd want to come back? Well, that's a different to help question. the team. Exactly. That's the that's the question I'm asking. Kevin, who do we need more going into next season? Who needs to I, be in top form? I think we're pretty solid in the Polito area, in my opinion. That's I, I think that's gonna be the common response here, I imagine, right? Well I could you beat out Kyrie for that job. <laughs> <laughs> David doesn't but, like those kind of mentions, Dad. Come on, man. I'm going home. <laughs> I'm packing up. <laughs> I don't yeah, I don't think uh with God I mean I Gotti coming in, oh, it would be with with how the season ended though, I'm trying to remember. My God, I'm like, I feel like I've like my brain is foggy on we no, ended it, pretty solid, right? Yeah. Yeah, they ended they ended wonderfully. And I we had a guy scoring goals, but I still uh, having slipping Gotti into the midfield with Tommy and whoever the hell else you want to play in the back. Yeah. Those, those two I think could be a, a a great duo in the midfield. Yeah, I agree. I, I, look, if it's like the trainer is like, "Hey, we got to push one of these guys and you have to choose." I think I'm going Gotti. I think Alan take some rest, come back. I don't know whenever you need to, and hopefully we'll have a second. If it's really bad, all right, great. We got him in the second half of the season. Let's go, turn it up. Well, we almost made it last year, so why not do it this year? Bad. With last year when they got uh, Agata and Tommy in, they started playing at you know uh, shield winning level form for the last what 10 games or something it was really really good I maintained all along that I thought it was the midfielder that they missed the most they didn't have somebody to do what Gotti could do so I and I would love to say that adding Gotti into that would just make them tremendous but I just don't know if because they will occupy a lot of that same space I don't know how much you'll see Gotti and Tommy out there at the same time uh I mean they obviously can and that would might be the most fantastic thing ever and you know but I just worry about they will kind of occupy that same space. You won't have that Espinoza destroyer kind of guy out there that really is needed sometimes. Because I don't know how that new six uh, Radaha, Radoya, Radoya. I'll I'll take your word for it. Um, I don't know how he, he will said fit that in. with attitude. He corrected you with attitude there. <laughs> no, David's pissed off. Okay, he's, he's not happy today. I didn't take it bad, man. I'm just. <laughs> I, I, I just I would just hit him with my tea mug, man. There you go. Um, so I I don't know. It, it's it will be very interesting because I, I don't think we'll see Roger playing all the time. So I almost would rather <laughs> jokes have, on you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we will, but he'll be at the six. <laughs> so I would I would I would actually almost rather have Allen back because having that different look up there of him and sharing time with Agata or. I think Willie could kind of go into a couple of different spots and then you can even pull Polito back and, and have him as a, a 10 ish kind of player at times also. Yeah. I was actually kind of thinking it would obviously not be the exact same, a like for like replacement of, of Roger Espinoza, but Tommy did have a, he's kind of hard nosed a little he, bit. He was, he could get stuck in and, it might just be, yeah, it would just be a more creative team, I guess, than a, than destroying as they have been in the past. But I don't know. So you don't you don't think those two will share the field very much? I mean, they could. It's it. it I th- I still think it all depends on Radoya. I had to look to David to see if he approved of my pronunciation. <laughs> he approved. Uh-huh. Uh, it, it all depends on what he can do and how much ground he can cover and if he's. Uh, strong enough to do it and it, it everything is to me is never like your 11 best players out there it's the 11 players that work together in that formation at that moment so you may have guys who are are better midfielder than another guy in theory but you need the role players so it depends on who can play that role of destroying some in the midfield robert do you have an answer to your own question well i, I thought it was david's turn and then i would I was trying to answer. piss off David even more. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, I, I will hop in. Uh, so if the hypothetical is, would I rather have 
healthy Alan Polito or healthy Gotti Kinda back? The answer is Alan Polito because I think Kinda is more easily replaced. I don't know that Kinda is better at anything than Eric Tommy is. Like maybe slightly more explosive on the turn, but I don't know that if you put them on the pitch together that there's anything that Gotti truly excels at more than more than Eric Tommy. And it's not like Kinda is a 10. It's not like Benny Fieldhopper's back out there, you know, chipping in assists. That's not how he plays. And so not having Gotti doesn't mean that we don't have his skill set. You have Tommy, Voltaire, and if Rodoya is if Rodoya is good or not, you know, arguably you can push Remy back into the the dual eight role, which is where he's at his best. Polito does stuff that Agata doesn't. And not that he doesn't that he does it better. Agata finished last year at an insane clip, but Polito can drop deeper. Polito has more passing range than Agata does, and that's not a knock on Willie. Alan Polito at his healthiest, playing at his best, is maybe the best player I've ever seen in a sporting kit. I mean, yeah, he, it's hard to deny that. It's tough because he's missed so many games, but how many? Hold on, this is I just made me think of this while you were talking. How many appearances, MLS appearances? Does Alan Polito have? Oh, like seventeen? No, it's it is it is twenty one total. Okay, fifteen no. starts. Robert Robert said we're that so dismissively. No, <laughs> as if I was so far off. We're saying this. We're saying this all based on a, just a handful of appearances. Honestly, it's wild. So you're off by like twenty five percent. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> then, <laughs> when there are so few appearances, <laughs> the percentages <laughs> don't play in your favor. But no, Polito, the sample size isn't great, but the stuff that he can do when he's healthy and playing and playing well is incredible. He's, he's not a nine. He's a nine and a half. His ability to drop deep, collect the ball and hit passes like really, really special passes that we haven't seen since probably Felipe Gutierrez. Um, right. I would rather have that guy because like Thad mentioned late in the game, if you're chasing, you know, you pull one of the eights, push Alan Polito back to the midfield and put it, and put Agata on and let Agata run onto balls that Polito's knocking through for him. And it, and it creates something that we don't have if Gotti is in the team, but Allen's not. All right. That 21 appearances was in 2021. You got to add the 12 from 2020. So 33 games played. I liked it better when he didn't have his phone. <laughs> I thought it was higher. I thought it was higher, but yeah. All right. So, okay. Sporting had that nice run at the end of the season last season. But against teams that actually made the playoffs, they were 2-2-1. Two, two, and one. Okay? And they scored a lot of goals in those five games against teams that made the playoffs. Okay? But it was at a clip that they're not going to keep up. It was like two-point-something goals per game. The problem was is they allowed a lot of goals in those games, and that's why they were 2-2-1 two, two, and one against playoff teams. So, okay, neither of these players is going to help the defense. But... <laughs> If you're going to go along the way, which sporting has been lately, as in your attack is your defense, then Alan Polito's got to be the man because he puts balls in the back of the net. Okay. And, and like you were saying, the defensive work and all the rest of the work that. Right. But like David was saying too, he is a different player than Willie Agata is. Agata can come back and he did show some examples of, you know, playing the ball, maybe a bit of a playmaker. But uh, Alan is better at making things happen on his own. Whereas Agata isn't as much. He's more of a run onto a ball, put the ball in the back of the net type of guy. So the name of the game is goals. And Alan Polito can provide him at a healthy clip. I agree with you, Thad. I agree with what you said, David, too, about Gotti and Tommy. Similar players, slightly different. I think Gotti has more of a wild card nature to him. Yeah. That he, he takes defenses and, and gets them out of their shape because of what he can do on the ball. But, uh, yeah, if I'm going to choose, it's definitely going to be Alan Polito because of what he can do different. And I think him and Agata playing together, which I think we'll see more often than maybe we think we will, could be a pretty dangerous combination. Yeah, because technically one of them can be a winger, but they cut in so much anyway. Yeah, Tommy also, I very distinctly remember, he was very often way out on the, on the line. Uh, so even though he was that midfielder, he was way out there making being the playmaker from there and cutting in almost like a shallow E would. Yeah. So even though I, I said earlier that they would be in that same space, they may not be in that same space as much as I was saying that originally. Also going back to Allen for a second, Agata scored at a really good clip and he's had moments where he did that in the past and then it died out. Of course, I mean, that was when he was 17. Right, right. So that's not the best comparison, but... 
Polito was much more clinical. He would, when he was on, or even at 80% of himself, he was slotting balls through traffic that you're going, how the hell did that get through? Right, yeah. And Gotti, or excuse me, Agata, um, everything was, most of his goals were from really close in and, and just being a poacher and, and being in the right spot and, and kudos to him for doing that. But that is completely two different styles. And I, I would love to see more of the team goes out there. I know Vermees will put out the guys who won the last game 99% of the time, but I'd rather see guys go that fit the attack of who you're going to play against more than it is just the guys who won the last time. They didn't play together last year, so I'm only just now realizing it, but Agata and Gotti Kinda, are like those two names together are going to be really <laughs> difficult this year. Yeah, <laughs> we're trying yeah. to talk about I'm going to mess that up a hundred times. <laughs> Agata and Gotti. Okay. Um, okay, I think we can wrap up this discussion here. Did you guys know the World Cup is coming here in three and a half years? Everything what? that we just saw is coming here. Can we talk about that just a little bit? Yes, please. I don't want to poop on your party. No, we can we can extend the pod for okay. this. Let's talk but about this. The fact that it's going to be in three different countries, and yes, I realize the vast majority of the games are in the U.S., but do you guys think that's going to impact the kind of fan intermingling, the no. just you are spirit of the World Cup a little bit? You are pooping on my parade. No, <laughs> no. No, I don't no. think that Okay, I'm just throwing it out there. Just oh, piss, piss off. I'm happy for... <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say it was going to. I was asking. Happy for our Canadian friends and our Mexican friends, and I think it's going to be great. I think it'll be actually just as good, if not better, because... Yeah. Okay, the strength of Qatar and the whole atmosphere there was eight stadiums in the span of, you right. know, one city, really, yeah. right? And that's ridiculous easy to do when you can build things with slave labor and trillions and trillions of oil dollars, okay? So, yes, that's not going to be the same here or, you know, in Mexico or Canada. We're going to have more venues. We're going to have more teams. It's right. going to be much more open for people to come here. There was people who were never going to go to Qatar no matter if their team was in the in the final or not, just because it was Qatar, okay? People are going to come to the United States, Mexico, Canada to see games because, well, we're not Qatar. <laughs> hey, so there will be even more people here. And the last record for fan attendance and all of that stuff was, which one? Which World Cup do you remember that? Which one were, it was, Robert? <laughs> right, was it 1994. 94? Yeah, 1994, that the was United the States. attendance records? Yeah, we, really? we that's that. it's still the most attended World Cup ever. This one is going to blast that one to smithereens. Yeah. More games, Good. more teams, Bigger more stadiums. venues, <laughs> more uh more countries, more beer. More beer. <laughs> beer. Beer's allowed. <laughs> Any beer will be allowed. Uh women in bikinis is allowed. It's and hopefully we sad. don't uh we don't dress the captain up in some like denim jacket or something as they host cowboy hat, they, cowboy hat as they host a trophy. <laughs> Hope we don't have to do that. <laughs> oh God, no! But it might be one of the worst World Cup finals ever. Was ninety four? Ninety four. Oh yeah, was boring as hell. It was in one of the ugliest stadiums of all time. It's impossible to see the games there. Have you been to that stadium? It's horrible. It sucks. See, I and have great I, memories of that game. Let's, uh, talk, let's I, spend an hour I, talking I about that. <laughs> uh, the game was boring. We fell asleep. I, people were falling asleep. I know my brothers were like, listen, we were going for Brazil and we were, it was so bad. But the great thing now is we got good stadiums and I'm glad I have someone before the stadiums were announced. There was like this r joke going around, like, "Oh, they'll throw in the Coliseum because of whatever." <laughs> I'm like, "Bro, no, no, we're not playing in that." I Hell think no. it, it's looking like the final is going to be in Dallas. That they're renov they're spending like two hundred million to renovate that stadium that's only like a decade old, and I think yeah. it's because they. <sighs> I think it's in anticipation of of hosting a World Cup final. Yeah, yeah, they gotta I think it'll big be enough, good. right? You can't put it in. You can't put it in New York because then it would just be in Jersey. You don't want that to happen. No. It's 80,000. Isn't it 80,000 seats, that stadium? I, I feel like that's yeah, big something enough. something like that. Well, but they got to make, you got to add do, richer do stuff. suites and ways to make yeah. more money for FIFA out of but it. So. Is it the field size, though? Because that's all, that's for most of the oh, NFL maybe. stadiums, that's usually the problem is the field size. Because ah. uh, that's that arrowhead. They got to cut out the corners a little bit to make it the right size. Um, and give the the appropriate room. So that's a lot of the a lot of the NFL stadiums. That's what they have to do. But hey, we don't have to wait three and a half years. We got New Zealand, Australia this summer. Come on, guys! Absolutely. Absolutely. And 
You know, Kevin, as much as I love everything you've been saying, I'm going to argue with you about the whole World Cup final thing. I wanted it to be boring yesterday, man. I wanted it to be boring. <laughs> no, I did too. Okay. Trust me. Like, Argentina's, Argentina's up to nothing, and my wife and daughter are like, oh, man, I would like France to score just to make it interesting. I'm like, shut the hell up. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I agree there. I would have been like, happy if it finished 3 nothing, man. Oh, for real. I was, look, one way or the other, just end the suffering, or I could just mentally prepare myself. If we're losing 3 nothing. I'm like, all right, this is it. But no, this thing was ridiculous. What a way to end it. And, and I do want, like, I'd like to see some ratio, some measurement possible. I mean, you talked about how earlier about how Brazil plays for fun. Argentina plays with suffering. Yep. Where does England come into that? Because they just got to be better. <laughs> they don't play. They don't play those Brits, those pirates. They don't do anything there. You know what's great about that? is uh, all the little banter before the World Cup. And uh, it's just England has this weird thing. They're the most depressed people on earth. But then when it's World Cup, they're <laughs> like, home. we're winning it. We won the World Cup. Can, can, it's can coming home. Can you tell me it's coming home in a good Spanish snark at England for me? Um, let's see. What's a good... Well, there's, there is a... Hold on. There is a song that they came up... Hold on, hold on. Uh, there's a song that they're singing in the plane. Oh. Hold on, give me one second. I might pull it up. One yeah, it was, second. It was muchachos, right? It was the. It was. Yeah, that? it was muchachos. They changed the words, but uh, what I'm talking about is they had a little. Uh, um, like the they put the trophy silence? on a chair, right? They buckled it up, and then they were singing. Someone, some player was singing "It's Coming Home" in like the worst English ever <laughs> as a joke, and then they they came up with the rhyme on the spot. I will say this about South Americans: they, the rhyming oh, the is insane. Songs. They just say the most wild thing, but um, Frank, I can't remember. Where I, I saw it on Twitter. I'm going to send it to you guys, and then you can leave it in your article. All right. Uh, also, the wrist flick has become uh, like my standard. I just, I just <laughs> the the flick. Yeah, I remember like when my wife. I think when I was just it, it, trying to explaining when we were like dating, like okay, when we sing, we do this. I can't even imagine. Like if no one knew anything about soccer or Argentina and the fans, and they are just seeing us flicking our wrists, thousands, <laughs> 80,000 people flicking their wrists, what their thoughts would be. But yeah, I'm going to send you guys that little song and, and translate it for you. So you can leave it in the article. It's going to be, it's worth it. Before we wrap up, I have two things. Thing number one, according to 538. Uh, we're going back to Sporting Kansas City. I'm tired of talking about Argentina. <laughs> uh, Sporting Kansas City is ranked 284th overall in the global club rankings, which means it is time to start our rivalry with Hearts of the Scottish Premiership, Ooh, who's at 283rd. The team I'm familiar with, too. I uh, I don't know what we need to do to get this in front of Johnny, but <laughs> I would like to start the shithousery and the, and the trash talk and maybe uh, see what we can do about that. Thing number two, the Super Draft is on Wednesday. The always yep. relevant, always important MLS Super Draft. And we got a number eight. Super yes, cool. if you didn't notice, that's on the rundown, and I was trying to ignore it, but you had to bring it up anyway. <laughs> number eight, we're going to find that center back we've been needing, right? How many years has this been even a thing? I, I don't even remember a Super Draft. Yeah, and Sporting, every, sporting every year. made it re more relevant for like five years after it should have because Sporting was the only team that like built a roster from it. And no team had uh, done anything like that in years prior. Sporting really hasn't built a roster from that since. Well, I know. That's what I mean. Like 2013. Beasler, Zussi, Espinosa. Right. right. It dumb. was dead then, but somehow. Yeah, well, that's not it. considered building a roster. I mean, that's like a. Dom was playing. What is it? The whole so back line of the Philadelphia <laughs> Union came from the draft. So. Oh, okay. Yeah. okay. <laughs> Robert, prove me wrong. There <laughs> are dudes. There are yeah. guys to get in the draft. There, you, there aren't a lot of them, but. At eight, it's it's very possible we could get somebody who could contribute. Yes, and they would be a generation, probably a generation Adidas player, which means they're right. free on the roster, so they don't cost anything. They don't count against the roster. Uh, and well, they won't good. help for at least a year and a half. The big, the biggest problem with the generation Adidas class is that many of them are not from the United States, and I think we're out of international spots. No, I think we got one. Ooh, speaking of international, I just got my avenue. Let's just bring it back to the World Cup here. Uh, <laughs> United States finished that World Cup in 14th place. Our young team has three and a half years to get better. Uh, France will only get better too, but I am eagerly awaiting this next World Cup. Never thought about how long I would keep doing the Blue Testament and the podcast and all this, but I guess I'm doing it for, for three and a half more years at the very least. Yeah, you Long enough to get least. press credentials. Long enough to get those credentials, baby. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, so Kevin, what's your favorite Argentinian player that ever played for Sporting Kansas City? <laughs> if the answer is Jose, if the answer is not Jose Mora, I don't want to hear it. <laughs> Jose's a G. 
No. Hang up on him. Hold, no. Hey, I'll, I'll hold, I've got my answer. <laughs> Emiliano oh Amor is the answer to that. He has the best name. Emiliano. I'm trying to think. Who was in... Um, Claudio. I forgot about that. Oh, one. wait. Oh, Claudio. Oh, Claudio my God. Claudio is the best No, one. we're doing wrong answers only. Oh, okay. Oh, oh wrong answers only. Uh, I, I wasn't going there, but you I wasn't that. going that. I was going another Claudio. Oh. I can only think... The one I, I really remember is because he played for Velez is Emiliano Amor. Is that uh, that's yeah. who I is stuck in my head. And he was but, just, he was just ah, that's a serious time. answer, okay? He was here for like a cup of coffee too. I don't even think he played very much. Yeah, yeah no, I just sure. remember him. <laughs> that's pretty yeah. much it. You know, Thad, if you ask a question like this, you should we should prep we should give him time. You should tell him ahead of time instead of putting our guest on the spot what? like this. <laughs> No, that's fine. Would, that's a, that that's something good. prophetic, Thad. <laughs> that's the point of that. <laughs> well, that's the point of this. <laughs> okay, well, I won't make you do that, but we I will end it. It's, well, oh, 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 yeah. Robert, Robert, so the the answer is Claudio Lopez, people. Oh, Claudio oh, Lopez. Oh, yes. That's the best one that played for sporting, but not necessarily the favorite. I liked Bieler. My favorite. Bieler. Bieler, yeah. Thad, what's the answer? Carlos Marinelli. I was gonna, I was thinking that one, but yeah, he he was good. The the only time I saw a Kansas City player actually go after a coach. <laughs> oh yeah, Not kissing and choking. Oh no, yeah, <laughs> Willie choked Peter Lester. Okay, yeah, well, like, Kevin, thank uh, you very much for joining. I thank you. I'm so having. happy for you. I'm so happy for Messi. We are all yeah. made better humans having witnessed that event. We're just better people for getting to witness Lionel Messi play soccer. Just what if we get to, to interview make... Messi in an MLS locker room, guys? Just think. Oh, that sh- could happen. Could happen. Could happen. It could happen. Um, I'm just going to end it with this. <laughs> I'm just going to say this. To, to help our Brazilian friend in the room, he's not going to have a good three years, I'm going to say this. Now, Brazil... <laughs> Listen, it, the positive side is we probably won't win another one for another 30 to 50 years. So there you go. The next one's for you. Vamos, la Alvi Celeste. Anything to shake this foot I'm in My foot buttings got me drinking My foot buttings got me drinking